0: Filler in business books and audiobooks takes up time that you don't have. You're here because you want the golden nuggets from each book without all the BS. The more you learn, the more power you have to affect the world around you. This is the Cut the Crap Podcast. Never read a book again. And here's your host, Ryan Caligiri. What's shaking? Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Cut the Crap Podcast. Really appreciate you tuning in and uh, being with me today and picking up some golden nuggets from today's book. And today's book, man, we got a doozy for you. I uh, I thought I was going a little bit crazy with this one, 15 golden nuggets from today's book. And I really tried to condense it down. I, I I wanted to bring it down to fewer golden nuggets only because I felt like maybe I was getting a little bit too heavy with them, but I couldn't do it. I feel that there's 15 solid golden nuggets here, and if I were to take any away, then I'd be doing you a disservice. So I kept all of them in. For myself today, I just have to make sure I stay on point. I got to make sure that I'm scripted here, and I got to really stick to it. Otherwise, this podcast could get really long. And I know that you don't want to have a really long podcast, because you want the golden nuggets in the shortest time possible. So I'm going to try to stick to that. So how to win friends and influence people, a classic book, classic book by Dale Carnegie. This one's actually been sitting on my bookshelf for probably about 9 to 10 years now. And I gotta be honest with you, I regret not picking this book up earlier. It's a solid, solid read and it was published in 1936. And while you might think a book published in 1936 doesn't hold a lot of weight today, you're wrong. Dale Carnegie, he has this outstanding understanding of human nature that I believe means this book will never be outdated. There's so many things in this book that I really took for granted and things that revealed to me um, how I can create an advantage for myself uh, by just being more aware of certain things around me and being aware of my own behavior, how I act. Uh, There's a lot of really good pieces in here that I really want you to take away and apply to your role in sales, in marketing, in innovation, product development, uh, in strategy. If you're a manager overall, these are great skills for you to incorporate into your role. So if you've never heard of this book, what's this book about? Well, in summary, uh, Dale Carnegie believes that success is due 15% to professional knowledge and 85% to the ability to express ideas, to assume leadership, and to arouse enthusiasm among people. He teaches these skills through underlying principles of dealing with people so that they feel important and appreciated. In this book, you'll learn how to make people like you win people over to your way of thinking, and change people without causing offense or arousing resentment. I don't know about you, but I am excited to break into this one for you guys. Let's get right into this one. Golden nugget number one. Show sympathy to turn hostility into friendliness. Now, every single one of us, we've all been in a situation where we've dealt with somebody who is really angry. And oftentimes what happens is we feed into that and we get just as angry. And it's who can get angry. We're all yelling at each other and we end up crying or whatever it is. And uh, things don't get solved. Well, Carnegie suggests that we need to use sympathy to our advantage here. What if there was a magical phrase that would stop arguments, create positive interactions, and make the other person listen to you attentively? you probably say I was crazy. But there is a phrase. And Dale Carnegie says that phrase is very simple. It goes like this. I don't blame you at all for feeling the way that you do. If I were you, I would undoubtedly feel the exact same way. Now, the great thing about this phrase is that we can say it and be 100% sincere. Because if we were in the other person's shoes, if we were faced with their situation, faced with their problems, their needs, their desires, we would indeed see things just the way that they do. Now it's interesting, three-fourths of all the people you will ever meet are hungering, they're thirsting for sympathy. So give it to them, give it to them and they'll love you. If someone feels negatively towards us, once we begin apologizing and sympathizing with their point of view, they will begin apologizing and start sympathizing with our point of view. Everyone wants to feel understood Everyone wants to feel like their troubles and their opinions are recognized. So use this to turn hostility into friendliness. Golden nugget number two, how to unlock the simplest, most influential weapon that we have on our faces. We give ourselves a quick look in the mirror every single morning before leaving the house just to make sure that we look good. But sometimes, sometimes, we still show up at the office, get the kids from school, or return home to our spouses with a damn frown on our face. Why do we pay more attention to what we wear on our bodies than what we wear on our faces? It doesn't make sense. Smiling, as simple as the act is, is so incredibly powerful. Now, of course, it can't be an insincere grin. We all know what that looks like, and we can all recognize that a mile away. But a real smile can turn someone's day around. It sends a message of goodwill. It says to someone who is under a lot of pressure from their boss, their customers, teachers, parents, children, whatever it is, that all is not hopeless. People who smile more tend to manage, teach, and sell more effectively. They live happier lives. There's far more information in a smile than in a frown. And that's why encouragement is a much more effective teaching device than punishment. Even when we're talking on the phone, when we're talking to friends, while you're on a podcast talking, a smile comes through in our voices. Carnegie tells a story of a computer department manager who was desperately trying to recruit a PhD for his department. He finally found the perfect candidate But the boy also had offers from much larger, more reputable, more well-known companies. When the boy told the manager that he was choosing his company, the manager asked why. The boy explained, I think it's because the managers at the other companies spoke on the phone in a cold, business-like manner, which made me feel like just another business transaction. Your voice sounded as if you were glad to hear from me. That you really wanted me to be a part of your organization. A simple smile can go a long way. Golden nugget number three. Give honest and sincere appreciation. The only way we can get a person to do anything is by giving them what they want. And what do most people want? They want health, food, sleep, money, sex. But most of these things they're easily attained. But there's one thing that we long for, almost as deep and ingrained as the desire for food or sleep, that we almost always forget about. And that's the desire to feel important. We tend to take people in our lives for granted so often that we neglect to let them know how much we appreciate them. We have to be careful, though, to keep in mind that there's a difference also between appreciation and flattery. One is real and the other's fake. Flattery comes from the tongue. Appreciation, it comes from the heart. Day in, day out, we spend most of our time thinking about ourselves. It's just the way we're built. Remember, it's all about us. In the last podcast, we talked about WeFM and IIAM, what's in it for me, and it's all about me. It's natural. But if we stop thinking about ourselves for just a minute and start thinking about other people's strengths... We wouldn't have to resort to cheap flattery. We could offer honest, sincere appreciation. With words of true appreciation, we have the power to completely change another person's perception of themselves, improve their motivation, and be a driving force behind their success. When you think about it like that, we have nothing to lose and only positive outcomes to gain. Why wouldn't we offer genuine appreciation more often? The deepest principle in human nature is the craving to be appreciated. Golden nugget number four, don't criticize and don't complain. World famous psychologist B.F. Skinner proved that an animal rewarded for good behavior will learn much faster and retain what it learns far more effectively than an animal punished for bad behavior. Now, Since then, further studies have shown that this same principle applies to humans as well. Criticizing others, it doesn't yield anything positive. We aren't able to make real changes by criticizing people. And instead, we're often met with a lot of resentment when we do. It's important to remember that when dealing with people, we're not dealing with creatures of logic. Instead, we're dealing with creatures of emotion, who are motivated by pride and by ego, Now, it's so important to remember that criticism, it's useless because it puts someone on the defensive end, and it usually makes them strive to justify themselves no matter how wrong they might be. Now, it's so easy to criticize and complain about somebody, so we need to have some sort of tool to help us recognize when we're in that train of thought and to pull ourselves out of it. So Carnegie leaves us with this. If you know someone in your life that you'd like to change, when you find yourself getting caught up in their annoying habits or their annoying behaviors, think of a few reasons they might be acting the way that they are. Take yourself out of that situation for a minute and say to yourself, I should forgive them for this because, and conclude that sentence with an open mind. You'll be in a much better position to hold back from criticizing. This isn't something that's easy. It's not something that comes naturally. It's something that you have to work at. But work at it and you'll be in a far more powerful position to take control of the situation and ensure that you don't get caught up in complaining or criticizing someone. Remember, there's no influencing somebody by criticizing or complaining. Golden nugget number five. Learn that it's never about you. Now, a secret about me, my vice, Nanaimo bars. I love those things. Easily my most favorite dessert. So what do I do when I go fishing? Do I bait my hooks with dessert, Nanaimo bars? Of course not. That's stupid. It'll never work. Fish don't like Nanaimo bars. They like worms. So I'll get back to this in just a second here. There's a reason why I use that example. Lloyd George, Great Britain's Prime Minister during World War I, who stayed in power long after the other wartime leaders had been forgotten, was asked how he managed to remain on top for so long. His response? He had learned that it is necessary to bait the hook to suit the fish. In other words, give people what they want, not what you want. Don't bait the hook in Nanaimo bars, bait it with Worms. Of course, you're interested in what you want though, but no one else is. The rest of us are just like you. We're interested in what we want. Now, this principle is absolutely key in influencing others. To convince someone to do something, we have to frame it in terms of what motivates them. And in order to do that, we have to be able to see things from their point of view as well as our own. Now, it's really unfortunate, but most salespeople are going to spend their entire life selling without seeing things from the customer's angle. And they're going to spend their entire career wondering why they're not successful as they completely ignore the customer's needs. If we can put aside our own thoughts, our own opinions and wants, and truly see things from the other person's perspective, we'll be able to convince them that it's in their best interests to do whatever it is we're after. Now the world is so full of people who are grabbing and self-seeking, so the one individual who unselfishly tries to serve others has an enormous advantage. They have little competition. So a nice little takeaway for you here on this one is that the next time you want to try to persuade someone to do something, before you speak, pause and ask yourself, how can I make this person want to do it? How can I frame this in terms of their wants? For example, when you're writing an email that contains a request, try replacing I and my with you and your as much as possible. Craft your language to make it about them. It's all about them. It's not about you. Golden nugget number six. Don't give orders. Ask questions. So for the most part, no one really likes to take orders. So what if instead of telling people what to do and giving them orders, we gave them the opportunity to do things themselves, to learn from their own mistakes, to think more critically about something? So instead of telling people what to do, we should more often say things like, you might want to consider this, or do you think this would work, or have you thought about it from this perspective? By asking questions, it also stimulates creativity, which leads to new ideas and better solutions, So by asking questions, there's a positive there. You might get some value out of it in return. The real big benefit though, the reason why you want to do this is that people are more likely to accept an order if they've had a part in the decision that caused the order to be issued in the first place. So if you're a manager and uh, you need somebody to do something, it's so much easier just to go to them and give them an order and tell them what to do. The challenge with that though is that they might not do it to the best of their ability because they might resent you for it. They might say, ah, you know, do it yourself. I don't really want to do this. And why are you even telling me to do this? So for example, if you're in marketing or sales, and let's just say you're developing a PowerPoint presentation that you want your team to use, you can go ahead and create it all yourself and give it to them and say, hey, use it. They might not use it because they didn't have a part in actually creating it. So what if you created it 75% of the way, and then you went to them and got feedback, And through that feedback, they give you new ideas and different thoughts to incorporate into that presentation. Well, when they do that, they become a part of the solution and they become owners of it as well, too, which means your adoption rates on your ideas will be so much better. So the next time you're about to give an order to a child, a spouse, an employee, whoever it is, resist the temptation to simply tell them what to do. Instead, Ask them questions that will help bring them to the conclusion that that is the best action to take and will make them actually want to do it. So don't give orders, ask questions, and bring people into your solution. Golden nugget number seven. Be a great listener and encourage others to talk about themselves. So in the book, Carnegie explains that he once attended a dinner party where he met a botanist. A botanist is someone that studies plants. And he found this person to be absolutely fascinating. So he listened for hours with excitement as the botanist spoke about exotic plants, indoor gardens, etc. Until the party ended and everyone left. Now before leaving, the botanist told the host of the party that Carnegie was the most interesting conversationalist that he had ever met in his entire life and paid him several compliments. That's funny because Carnegie had hardly said anything at all. What he did that was significant was he listened intently. He listened because he was genuinely interested. In the book, Carnegie quotes, And so I had him thinking of me as a good conversationalist, when in reality I had been merely a good listener and had encouraged him to talk about himself. Even the most ill-tempered person with the most violent personality will often be subdued in the presence of somebody who's patient, somebody who's a sympathetic listener. The funny thing is, though, is that most of us are so concerned with what we're going to say next that we don't truly listen when someone's speaking. If you want to know how to make people shun you and laugh at you behind your back and even despise you, here's the recipe. Never listen to anyone for too long. Talk incessantly about yourself. If you have an idea while the other person is talking, don't wait for him or her to finish. Bust right in and interrupt in the middle of a sentence. There's a good takeaway for you not to use. So remember that people we are talking to are a hundred times more interested in themselves and their own problems than they are in us and our own problems. So again, you want to win friends and influence people, be a great listener and encourage others to talk about themselves. Golden nugget number eight, really get to know who you're talking to. Now this golden nugget and the one previous, and well, a lot of these as well too, they can, they can all apply to sales, but especially these two. Because of the last golden nugget, we now understand that people like to talk about themselves and have others be interested in them. But the next best thing to talking about themselves is talking about the things that they enjoy. A great story from the book comes from Theodore Roosevelt. Whenever Roosevelt expected a visitor, he would stay up late the night before, reading up on whatever subject he knew particularly interested his guest. And that's because Roosevelt was keenly aware that the royal road to a person's heart is to talk about the things he or she treasures most. Carnegie describes the story of a man named Edward Shaliff, who was planning to ask the president of one of the largest corporations in America to pay for his son to go on a Boy Scouts trip. Before Mr. Shalif went to go see the CEO, he had heard the man had drawn up a check for a million dollars, and that after it was canceled, he had it framed in his office. So once he met the CEO, he mentioned how much he admired the check and would love to see it. The CEO was thrilled. He talked about the check for some time until he realized he hadn't even asked why Mr. Shalif was there to see him. So when Mr. Shalif mentioned his request, the man agreed without any questions and even offered to fund the trip for several other boys as well. Mr. Shalif later explained that if he hadn't found out what he was interested in and got him warmed up first, he wouldn't have found him one-tenth as easy to approach. This is a great sales technique right here. Everybody always mentions that, but yet do you do it when you walk into an office or you meet somebody for the first time? Try to learn as much about them as possible to start building that rapport, getting them warmed up, getting them talking. A great sales takeaway. Golden nugget number nine, become genuinely interested in other people. Now, this is very related to the last golden nugget as well, too. And there's some correlations here. You're starting to see themes that are popping up. When it comes to making friends, we have a lot to learn from none other than my favorite, dogs. Why do we call them man's best friend? Because day after day, when we return home, they couldn't be more excited to see us. A dog makes their living by giving people love. And the same concept applies to humans. We like people who show interest in us, who admire us. And so to make people like us, we must show genuine interest in them. It's interesting. You can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get other people interested in you. Interesting. Sit and think about that one for a second. If we spend all of our time trying to impress people and get them to be interested in us, we'll never have many true, sincere friends. But if instead we go out of our way to do things for others, things that require time, energy, unselfishness, if we greet people with sincere enthusiasm to show them that we're excited to be there with them, to talk to them, we'll find much more success in cultivating friendships. Now this concept proves especially useful for salespeople. If a salesperson expresses genuine interest in the person that they're trying to sell, not only will they gain a deeper knowledge of that person as an individual along with their needs, their wants, their interests, but they'll also begin building a relationship, a strong personal relationship with that person. Some great takeaways here. You want to win friends and influence people? Become genuinely interested in other people. Golden nugget number 10. Give praise in every improvement that you see. This is a nice cute little takeaway here. Praise is like the sunlight to the warm human spirit. We can't flower and grow without it. Take a brief look back on your own life to this point. Can you think of a time when a few words of praise had a hand in shaping the person that you've become today? One of the most powerful abilities that we have is in helping others realize their potential we can do this by praising their strengths. Yet, this is something that we do so infrequently because it's so much easier to point out someone's faults than it is to praise them for something they're doing really well. We should praise often. By noting even small steps and minor improvements, we encourage the other person to keep improving. We should also be very specific when we give praise. When our praise is specific, it comes across as being very sincere, authentic, and not something that we're saying just to make the other person feel good. If you want to win friends and influence people, give praise in every improvement that you see. Golden nugget number 11, never argue. We're often tempted to argue with others, especially when we're absolutely convinced that we're right about something. But even if we're right, what does arguing do about it? Why prove someone else wrong? Is that going to make the person like us? Why not just let them save face if we have nothing to gain from it but feeling superior in our own minds? Not to mention, nine times out of ten, arguing just results in the other person even more firmly convinced that they're right. It usually doesn't end well. According to Carnegie, it's impossible to win an argument. If we lose the argument, we lose. If we win the argument, we have made the other person feel inferior, hurt their pride, and made them resent us. In other words, we lose. Lose, Lose-lose situation. So here's a novel idea. Instead of arguing with someone, we admit their importance through appreciation. What this is going to do is it's going to expand their ego so they can become sympathetic and kind. So here's a few tips for you. To keep disagreement from becoming an argument, we can welcome the disagreement. If the other person is raising a point that we haven't considered, we can be thankful it's brought to our attention. Because it might save us from making a mistake in the future. So take it into consideration. We can listen first. We can give our opponents a chance to talk without interrupting and let them finish without resisting, defending, or debating. Just listen and let them go on first. We can look for areas of agreement. We can surface those first. We can be honest. Look for areas where we admit error and apologize for our mistakes. This is a really big tactic to help reduce defensiveness. We can promise to think over our opponent's ideas and study them carefully and actually mean it too. Thank them. Thank them sincerely for their interest, for their feedback, for their opinions. If they're taking time to argue with us, they're interested in the same things that we are. And finally, one of your last takeaways here, postpone action. Give both sides time to think through the problem. And during that cool off time, in the meantime, ask ourselves honestly if our opponents might be right or partially right. Because oftentimes that might be the case and we're arguing just for the sake of arguing. So this one seems quite obvious, but this is one that you have to practice. It's not easy. Trust me. Growing up with two sisters, one older, one younger. I know how tough this is. Never argue. This is a tough one, but you got to try to practice it if you want to win friends and influence people. Golden nugget number 12. If you're wrong, admit it quickly and loudly. Carnegie tells a story of taking his dog to the park without a muzzle or a leash, and his dog ran into a police officer who scolded him because it was against the law to let your dog run off leash. The next few times Carnegie took his dog out, he kept him on a leash. But the dog didn't like it, so the next time he went, Carnegie let the dog run free again. And of course, as it always happens, when he let his dog free, that dog ran into the same police officer again, and Carnegie knew that he was going to be in trouble. So instead of waiting for the police officer to start reprimanding him again, he spoke up very quickly, saying that the officer had caught him red handed he was guilty, and he had no excuses for it. And the officer had already warned him, so he should have known better. Nobody think the policeman did. The police officer responded in a soft tone. He told Carnegie that he was overreacting and that he should just take his dog to the other side of the hill where he wouldn't see him. Fascinating. If we know we're going to get in trouble somehow, isn't it far better to beat the other person to it and do it ourselves? So through Carnegie's quick and enthusiastic admission of his fault, he gave the police officer a feeling of importance. After that, the only way the policeman could nourish his self-esteem was to take a forgiving attitude and show mercy. Because Carnegie was so hard on himself, so the police officer felt, well, he's already given it to himself. What's me giving it to him going to do? So next time you find yourself in the wrong, challenge yourself to be the first person to point it out. If you messed up on a work project or if you messed up at home with your husband or your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend approach your boss about it, approach your spouse about it, or bring it up next time you meet with them. By conveying that you not only acknowledge your mistakes, but also that you've thought about how to avoid making similar mistakes down the line in the future, you show them that you're responsible, you're honest, and you're diligent. And because of that, they're far more likely to dismiss the issue and continue to trust you. This is a really big one, and especially a really big one for all you millennials out there. All you millennials out there that want to take risks, that want to try new strategies, try new approaches. If you screw up, which you will, take note of this golden nugget. It could save your ass one day. Golden nugget number 13. Try as hard as you can to see things from the other person's perspective. One of the fundamental keys to successful human relations is understanding that other people may be completely wrong, but they don't think they are. If you come across this, don't condemn them. Instead, try to understand them. If we ask ourselves, how would I feel or react if I were in their shoes? If we think that first, we'll save ourselves a lot of time and a ton of frustration because we'll better understand their perspective. Success in dealing with people relies on being able to have a clear grasp of that person's viewpoint. Accept that person's viewpoint. Try to understand it. Determine what you say by what you'd want to hear if you were in their shoes. Now, this is a skill that takes a lot of time to hone. But once you learn it, it'll help you avoid conflict and get you better results. And while it's hard, yes, this is so important, especially if you're in sales, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're responsible for selling something, you have to learn this. The next time you're about to ask someone to buy your product or buy your service or contribute to your favorite charity or to do you a favor, pause first. Make a list of the reasons you want them to do it and a list of reasons that they would want to do it. When you're writing your email or your website copy or opening up a conversation, only mention the reasons from their list and not one of them from your list. Now, how's that for a cool sales tactic? It's funny, this one actually, when I read it, I kind of laughed because uh, my uh, my mentor, Chet Holmes, uh, he actually suggested that I use this tactic on a regular basis. And I knew for a fact that he read this book. So it uh, doesn't surprise me that he included this one um, in his own strategies because uh, this one works very, very well. And I highly encourage you to try this one yourself. All right, last but certainly not least, I know I said there was 15 golden nuggets. I'm skimping you on this one. I was going through it again, and I realized the last golden nugget wasn't as strong as the other one, so I just decided to cut it. So the last golden nugget, golden nugget number 14, dramatize your ideas. This is one of my most favorite ones as well too from this episode. To be effective in convincing someone of our ideas or our arguments, it's not enough to merely state a truth. If we truly want someone's attention, we have to present that truth in a vivid, interesting, dramatic way. We get down on one knee when we propose as an act of dramatization. We're showing that words alone aren't enough to express that feeling. We make games out of chores so our kids will play along and find it fun to pick up their toys when they get a chance to make a pretend train around the playroom. Carnegie tells a story of a man who walked into a grocery store, told the owner that he was literally throwing money away on every sale he was making and threw a handful of coins on the floor. The sound of the coins dropping to the floor got the man's attention and made his losses more tangible. And the salesman, as a result, got an order from him. Interesting story. So the takeaway for you, find creative ways to use showmanship in presenting your ideas. When you're designing your next meeting presentation or sales pitch, think of some ways to engage other senses or appeal to deeper concerns. Could you include a funny video in your presentation? Could you bring in a subtle prop to use? Or can you begin with a dramatic statistic to underscore the importance of your message? When you're in a sales situation, don't be scared to dramatize your ideas. That might be the singular element that helps get the client over the edge and helps you close the sale. All right, there we have it. Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. Such a good book. Classic book. And um, one that I wish I picked up a lot earlier. This one sat on my bookshelf for a long, long time, and I regret not picking it up because there's so many good takeaways from this. Like I said, I know my mentor Chet Holmes. He he talked about this book all the time, and um, you know a lot of the greats, a lot of the greats in sales, marketing, and strategy. They all reference this book. So I'm I'm glad I finally had a chance to read it and share a lot of the golden nuggets with you. I guess my challenge with it though was that there were so many good takeaways with this one. So I guess I'm a little bit fearful in that you know I don't want to overload you in this episode. I mean, 14 golden nuggets is a lot to take away. So something I'm going to ask of you, and I'm going to encourage you to do this, not only on this episode, but every single episode of Cut the Crap Podcast. Try your best to take just one golden nugget away, just one, your favorite golden nugget. Take it away and try to apply it into your life, into your career, into your work. Because if you're able to take away one golden nugget every episode, that's 52 points of improvement at the end of the year. Because I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be doing this every single week. I'm here with you every week bringing you a new book. So if you're able to take just one golden nugget away and apply it to your life, man, that's a lot of professional development. At the end of the year, you are guaranteed to be smarter, to be that much more effective when it comes to strategy, when it comes to marketing, innovation, management, so with this one, I know there were a lot of takeaways, but if you take just one away, just your one of your favorites, I mean, it doesn't matter which one it is, take one away and apply it to your life, then uh, you know what? You're going to be doing pretty damn well. And you know, before I wrap it up, um, you know, I always remind you to go download the Golden Nuggets. This episode's a little bit different. Uh, because there's so many Golden Nuggets, the mind map is unruly. It's so messy. So I I can't in good conscience put out a mind map for this one and uh, and expect you to read it. I look at it and I get overwhelmed. So I'm going to reformat this. And um, maybe I'm going to like it. Maybe I'm going to like this new format. And uh, maybe I won't do mind maps anymore. Maybe I'll just follow this new format. So in any case, we're still going to call it a mind map uh, for now. But uh, go to cutthecrappodcast.com and sign up for your free mind map. It goes into detail on all of the golden nuggets that I talked about today. So there's a lot of them. So if you want to keep track of them and have a physical copy, a PDF version on your computer, I would highly encourage you to go to cutthecrappodcast.com and sign up for that. All right, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Cut the Crap Podcast. I will catch you back here next week with a brand new business book and brand new golden nuggets. Have an awesome, awesome week. I love you guys. Take it easy. So you don't think you can. You don't think you can do it? Think again. No, you can if you haven't done it keep striving keep working don't let up things don't come easy you gotta find it whatever it is within yourself don't quit don't quit don't quit so just because you fail doesn't mean you're a failure all right So I just need you to do me a huge, huge favor. And I just need you to keep going, try to make that one different decision that you've not made before. And then my last one is don't let the distractions distract you. (laughs) I know, real simple, but don't let the distractions distract you.